Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director. Shalom, friends. Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program. Our ministry is 128 years old. I'm not the founder. Feel free to laugh. (laughs) And with me is my colleague and good friend, Bobby Walter, who's not even nearly 128 years old. And Bobby leads uh, the work of Chosen People Ministries in the very place, in the very borough of New York City, where Chosen People Ministries began, started by Rabbi Leopold Cohn, who came from his native Hungary, rabbi, became a believer in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah on the Lower East Side, and started the work of chosen people in Brooklyn in 1894. Bobby was not there for the start, but he is there now and grateful that he is. So welcome, Bobby. Yes, thank you, Mitch. Shalom to you and shalom to everyone out there who's given us a listen. We really appreciate it. And uh, my wife, Joanna, and I, we've been here in Brooklyn Oh, I think 12 years now, and uh, we've just really grown to love being here. It's got its challenges, but it's also got some some great positives as well. Well, so we can we can list some of those positives, Bobby, in case people want to come and visit. You know, sure, pizza, sure. pizza bagels, bagels, Chinese food, okay. Chinese food, and deli, <laughs> deli, and now there's some. You know, we have so many Russian Jewish people from so many different parts of the former Soviet Union. And we have more types of Russian cuisine than oh, yeah. you would ever imagine, which, by the way, a lot of these places like Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan and even Georgia and not Atlanta's Georgia, but the other Georgia, right, right. They, the original Georgia. <laughs> but I'll tell you, when you walk to our center on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, in one of the most religious Jewish areas in the world, all you can smell sometimes is barbecued lamb. Yes. And uh, it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> it? It really is. And, you know, just borscht. Uh, you know, I've really grown to love borscht. It's delicious. Uh, it's phenomenal with a little dollop of sour cream in it. And then the other thing that I love it from the Georgian restaurant is uh, kachapuri bread. And, oh, man. Uh, the it's, best. It's so good. But, Mitch, I have to say this. Man does not live on bread alone. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that from, Bobby? Well... That particular passage is in Deuteronomy 8, but our discussion today, as we continue going through the first five books of Moses, following the same schedule that the traditional mainstream Jewish community is on, we're beginning in Deuteronomy chapter 7. So Mitch, I know that this is one of your favorite passages in the Bible. So it is. why don't you open us up? Chosen People Ministries is built on the foundation of Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, either that means that the Jews were first or the Jews are still first. I think it means the Jews are still first because everything's in the present tense. Mm -hmm. However, what does first mean? Does it mean first this, then that? First reach the Jews, then when you're done, reach the Gentiles. Absolutely not. So in what way is are the Jewish people first. Uh, Sometimes you can actually translate the Greek word proton as foremost or especially. Mm -hmm. And this all has to do with God's calling upon the Jewish people. God 
not only called the Jewish people, actually God created the Jewish people right. and called the Jewish people with a holy purpose, Genesis 12, 3, and through you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so the Jewish people were created and chosen not only for their own benefit, for I'm Jewish too, so for our benefit, but the Jewish people were created for the benefit of the non-Jews. So God chose the Jewish people to be a bridge of redemption, a bridge of his glory and his light to the nations of the world who are living in darkness. Mm -hmm. And there's no clearer statement of all of this than Deuteronomy chapter 7. So let mm -hmm. me just read it for you. If you have your Bible, I hope you have it open. And so take out that phone, iPad, or big leather Bible and open up to Deuteronomy 7. I'm looking at verse 6. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. Now, holy, of course, does not necessarily mean pure. Holy means set apart. Right. And so the Jewish people were set apart. Right. We don't always live up to that being set apart. And of course, as believers, we don't always live up to it either. Uh, but we know that God has set us apart for a special purpose. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. And the natural question there is, well, why did God choose the Jewish people? Mm -hmm. And he answers that in verse 7. And it's not an answer that, um, that I love, but it's an answer that's <laughs> true. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any of the peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. So it wasn't because of our strength. It wasn't because of our natural, physical beauty of all Jewish people. Uh, it wasn't because of anything that we did. Actually, God's choices are always rooted and grounded in his grace. And so God chose the Jewish people freely for his own purposes. And so we read, that the Lord loved you, verse 8, and kept the oath or the promise which he swore to your forefathers. Now, what was he referring to there? He was referring to God's covenant with Abraham, where God told Abraham in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, reiterated those promises throughout the rest of the book of Genesis, that the Jewish people would in fact become a people, that the Jewish people would be preserved, that the Jewish people would have a land, and that the Jewish people would have a relationship with God, and also that the Jewish people would have a ministry or a purpose that goes beyond themselves for the sake of the nations. And so when the Jewish people are not who they are, then our ministry to the nations is significantly impacted. When one day the Jewish people become who they are supposed to be, Romans chapter 11, verses 25 and following, which describes the day when the Jewish people turn to Jesus as Savior, as Messiah, and the whole nation becomes believers, and the whole nation is able to shine God's light to the nations of the world. In that day, the Abrahamic covenant, all the aspects of it come together, and the Jewish people fulfill their destiny to be a light to the nations and to be a blessing to the entire world. This is why Jewish evangelism is so critical. How can they believe if they haven't heard? And so in order for the Jewish people to fulfill the destiny that God covenantally gave to them, Gentile Christians need to make Jewish people jealous, Romans 11, 11. They didn't stumble so as to fall, may it never be, but by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles. So God has called the Gentiles, and if you are a Gentile and you're listening today, then this one's for you. <laughs> God has called you 
has given you a duty, a mandate to make his chosen people jealous so that the chosen people can become what they always should have been and shine that glorious light of God's grace and mercy to the nations of the world. And we even see at the end of Zechariah 14 that the nations are going to come and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem when Jesus reigns as king. And so I pray and I hope that as you listen, you'll gain a deeper understanding of God's role and purposes for the Jewish people. And Deuteronomy 7 is just filled with so much more information. I hope you'll study it. But maybe even more importantly, begin praying for your Jewish friends and neighbors. Pray that God will use you to make them jealous and to make them desire a relationship with Jesus the Messiah. Now, let's not wait for the second coming or the rapture. Today is the day of salvation, and many Jewish people will go to a crisis eternity without coming to know the Lord now. And so please make your Jewish friend jealous now and be used by God in helping Jewish people fulfill that great covenantal destiny that God prepared for them and promised them through the fathers. Yeah. And Mitch, as you're sharing, I just can't help but think about my own experience as a believer, as a Christian. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up going to church. I was radically saved when I was 19. And the first probably two or three years of my walk, I bounced around a lot of different churches. I was exposed to quite a quite a variety of teachings and perspectives on scripture, on Israel, on the church, on the future of the Jewish people. And I would often hear that what you said is true, that God chose the Jewish people for a purpose, but then this sort of seed of doubt is planted that, okay, well, that was for a certain period of time, and now that is over. Now God has turned his gaze from Israel, from the Jewish people, because Israel rejected Jesus when he came the first time. And now he is done with Israel, and he's moved on, and now it's all about the church. But that never added up, especially when I began to read and really dig in to Romans 9, 10, and 11, like you mentioned, where God makes it clear in the New Testament, through Jesus, through Paul, that he is not done with Israel. I mean, Paul asks the question, has God cast them away? Certainly not. Heaven forbid. The covenant promises, the covenant destiny that God has for Israel is still intact. Absolutely. And you see that all throughout the book of Deuteronomy. The theme of Deuteronomy is not just wanderings, mm-hmm. because it's wanderings on the part of the of the Jewish people, but it's actually something different from God's perspective. Even though it took 40 years longer or thereabouts, thir- maybe 39 years longer than, than the Jewish people uh, expected. The point is that God delivered the Jewish people from Egypt in order to fulfill the Abrahamic promises. And so God delivered the Jewish people to bring them to the land of Israel because God always keeps his promises. Mm -hmm. I I love uh, verse 9 in Deuteronomy 7. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness, the Hebrew word chesed, to a thousandth generation with those who love him and keep his commandments and brings judgment upon those who do not. And so remember, as you read through the book of Deuteronomy, that it's written through Moses by a covenant-keeping God who is leading his chosen people through the wilderness of this life to the promised land so that they can enjoy the fullness of God's promises. Now, we also know that even when the Jewish people return to the land, because we've seen a partial return these days as well, that when the Jewish people return to the land, 
They will enjoy God's promises to a certain degree. But the real enjoyment and the real fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant can only come when the Jewish people turn to Jesus. Right. And then the Jewish people will be permanently in the land and have that relationship with God that God intended. But they need to hear the gospel now. Even if Jesus was to delay his coming for a year <laughs> or two or three or five. Or 39. Or 39 <laughs> or 100. Today is the day of salvation, and we need to make sure that Jewish people hear the gospel. And that's why we need your prayers and support at Chosen People Ministries, because that's what we're all about in 20-plus countries all over the globe, sharing the good news that Jesus is the Messiah and encouraging our Gentile brothers and sisters to get part of the action, to jump in both feet and to share the gospel with Jewish people. Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles, looks forward to the day when God will dwell once again in the midst of his people. And according to the prophet Zechariah, when the Messiah establishes his kingdom on earth, all the nations will travel to Jerusalem to worship the Lord on this special day. If you'd like to know more about God's plan for Israel, his chosen people, and you, then be sure to request your copy of our book, Celebrating Israel's High Holidays. It's free and available right now online at chosenpeople.com radio. Or discover more about these sacred and set-apart days by asking for your copy of Celebrating Israel's High Holidays when you call us. The number to dial is 888-293-7482. That's 888-2-YESHUA. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. And right now we're going to hear from Steven Schreiberg, a Jewish man who wanted to be an actor. Steven gained success and fame very quickly, but after a supernatural experience, he knew that he wanted a more fulfilling life that was modeled after the Messiah. You're going to love Steven's testimony. He lives with his wife in Toronto and serves the Lord faithfully there. So I know it'll be a blessing to you. As far back as I can remember, I wanted to be an actor. It felt instinctively like I understood what acting was all about. Religion to me was really that was something I couldn't really relate to. I, I believed God was real, but I was turned off by religion. New York City was a fantasy. All my favorite actors growing up were from New York City. The movies were from New York City. So when I found myself in New York City, I felt like my life had just begun. I auditioned for the school, the Michael Howard Studios. The guy I auditioned for, I forget his name now, he, he accepted me pretty much right on the spot. I called home and I had my parents send me clothes and my life in New York began. I just wanted to experience everything the world had to offer. You know, I could wake up whenever, I could do whatever I wanted. When, when I'm on stage, I was doing whatever I wanted. I felt that everything that I needed was already inside, which was my talent, which was my acting. I was invited actually to, to train in this class with Michael Howard as the teacher. People were applauding my work. Diane Weiss, a two-time Oscar winner, was studying in the class, and I was the youngest person in the class. Anything that I wanted, I felt like I could have. I felt like I understood um, how to just achieve in life and how to just reach out and grab whatever it is that I, I want for my life. 
What I found was that as I was sinking deeper and deeper into this lifestyle of just, I guess, hedonism or selfishness, I felt like I wasn't really a good person. I, I felt like, I felt like I was hurting a lot of people. I was taking advantage of anybody and everybody to make my life more fun. I was sitting on the bus one day and I was thinking about where my life was headed. And it was very clear. I had like one of those moments of clarity where I just saw my future very clearly that I was headed towards a, a beautiful career and a horrible, tragic life. Every single favorite actor that I grew up watching, I realized their lives had so much tragedy in it. And I realized that I wasn't just becoming like these actors that I loved on stage, I was becoming like them off stage, that it was a package deal. I was literally becoming like them. How do I become a good and happy person? There was a period when this question was in the back of my mind where every time I passed by a church, I felt like it grabbed my attention. I was back on the bus and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why do I keep noticing churches everywhere I go? And just when I thought that, I heard a very clear voice I, like ring inside me. I just heard, look left. And I turned and looked and I saw a huge church right next to me. I felt flooded by by that love uh, that, that you hear described that you can't put into words. It was just an unconditional, perfect love that, that I just felt flood me. And immediately I felt my selfishness and and my sin really in contrast to that perfect love that I was feeling. And immediately I was sorry for the way I was living my life. And I and right away I dropped my head and I just, I just responded from inside. I said, I'm sorry. And as soon as I said that inside, I just said, I'm sorry. A second later, I just felt completely free from any guilt or I just felt completely forgiven. I already thought that the Bible I had decided was a book of fairy tales and and I couldn't understand how anybody would believe it. So I didn't go there even after that experience. What I turned to was, you know, reading uh, all the New Age, uh, Eastern, you know, philosophy, um, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, uh, The Power of Now, and I was flying through these books seeking out what just happened to me. Two years went by of just searching until one day in my basement, I just felt this hunger. I was thinking of that experience on the bus two years prior. I got up, I went to take a walk with this question in mind, how do you have a relationship with God? I know God is real, but how do I have a relationship with God? And as soon as I left my house within about 15 steps right outside my house, a guy was passing me, a stranger on a motorbike. And he stopped right in front of me and he took off his helmet and he goes, Jesus was a carpenter, right? And I just, I froze. And I realized then and there that he's real. And not only is he real, like I experienced two years ago, but he hears my thoughts. Is this God? 
with all of what I was, I, all the applause I was getting, with everything that people were cheering me on about, I was feeling lifted and lifted and lifted up into a king's position. And with this sense of, of power, I was using it to, to get people to give to me, to take more. To, to, I was taking more from people. If I saw a girl or whatever it was, whether it was partying or whatever, I just felt like I was in a king's position and I was abusing my power. When I, when I read Yeshua's words or when I saw his life, I realized that he was somebody in a king's position, but used that power and that authority to serve people rather than to take from people. He gave his life for people. He served people with his entire life. What kind of love is that? I was like, wow, what a difference. And I, I realized I had and have. Our friendly team members would love to hear from you. And you can call us at 888-293-7482. Lashana Tova. Wishing you a good and pleasant year. We look forward to hearing from you soon. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. We want to thank you so much for joining us today. Chosen People Ministries exists to pray for, evangelize, disciple, and serve the Jewish people everywhere. And we also want to equip believers to do the same thing. So if you'd like to know more about us, let me encourage you to stop by our website and explore. You'll find us online at chosenpeople.com radio. And we've even got a free gift for you just for connecting with us today. We sure do, Bobby. The fall feasts are right around the corner, and believers in Jesus have the freedom to celebrate these wonderful God-designed holidays. They're a great way to draw attention to the Messiah, both for your Jewish friends and even within your own family especially for the kids. So if you'd like to know more about celebrating Israel's high holidays, then be sure to request our latest booklet. There's plenty of information in this guide that will help you understand Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and everybody's favorite because it's the most fun, Sukkot, the Feast of Booths. As Bobby said, we'll send you a copy of this booklet for free. So just go online to chosenpeople.com radio. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Or give us a call at 888-293-7482. That's actually 888-2-YESHUA, which is the Hebrew name for Jesus. So it's 888-2-YESHUA. And when you reach out, be sure to ask for your free copy of the booklet entitled Celebrating Israel's High Holidays. And right now, let's wrap up today's program with the Aaronic Benediction. Vyasim lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.